Welcome back to the Speakeasy Law Podcast and the final episode in this series. So anyway. Well, you get, you get a look at it and say, all right, what works for you, though? Right. Because what motivates you? What makes you get out of bed every morning? And you think about it. When I was in law school, all I could think about, and I've never told anybody this story, but what gets you out of bed when you're in college and law school? And the thing that got me out of bed every morning to make sure I got up, I went to class, and I studied was thinking about that when I was a kid, Every morning, my dad got up and went to work to provide for his set family. Set the example, yeah. He set the example. And my mom, she cleaned, she cooked, and every night there was a meal on the table for us. And you know what? They didn't have to do it, but right. they did it. Yeah. It was consistency, yep. and it was something that I learned and I saw. I learned by watching. Mm-hmm. And again, my dad, he's great dad. Rough around the edges. Yeah. Not gonna lie, extremely rough around the edges. He's got New Jerseyisms. I call them Joeisms or New Jerseyisms, yeah. and I can't really put them on the air. Right. But you'll, you'll learn to live by those rules. My mom, tough as nails. She ran a tight household, but you know what? For me, it worked. Yeah. And and again, laying there, I'd get up in the morning. It. I had a seven o'clock Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, or seven thirty a.m. class tax. The most boring freaking class in law school you could ever take. On a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But I got my butt up every damn time. Because, because your dad did. Because my dad did. And I thought later, I'd say, you know what? My dad, and he'd call me once a week and say, hey, man, I'm with you. I'm there for you. And really? I, yeah, he was oh, every week. What a testament to him because a lot of week. times those old school stories of the old school dad. Yeah, he was. Well, that's that's when he are started. Are not congruent that's with when he the started dad who checks being, in. No, no. He never checked in until I was in law school. <laughs> my dad always worked his ass off yeah. and provided for his family. And he's still working today, and he's almost 80. And I hope I, I hope I can achieve that goal to keep working because I hate to say it, when you retire, you die. And I don't want to live that funny. life. It's funny. I want it, to work. We get the opportunity in our community to watch a lot of case studies on retirement. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Um, I think, in my opinion, slowing down a little bit when you're 40 so that you can do it for 40 more years, you have something to contribute. You have a lot of experience. The people who go cliff retirement at 62, I don't care what their assets are, 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, the likelihood they're going to end up depressed or an alcoholic is so high because what do you do with your life? You know, (laughs) if you don't have something to do, if you don't have some work to contribute to, if you don't have a way to better the world, there's only so much you can do. And then it gets deflated, you know? My in laws are are living pretty, pretty happy right now. Well, how, my, how far into retirement are they? They're uh, probably about ten years. Oh well, good for them. And they, I got I got a father-in-law. Love cheap cruises. I got a father-in-law it's who's eighty. Goal. He works every day, and I got a dad who's almost eighty, and he works every day. So I'm thinking, score. You're like, let's do it. Well, that's no, so, the point of it is, it's it's just yeah. that it, I got I got a good role models there. You who do. Are saying, hey, you know, get your butt off the couch and go out and do something. So let's talk about them a little bit more in depth too, because. Just even so, when we talk about Dulutri Law Group being a family, like it is, it's not a joke. Like I know both these men that he's talking about, and I just work there, you know. So uh, all of us uh, today, we just saw his mom in the office. Miss Willie came into the office today, so we have these relationships with both of the people he's talking about, and they're really likable. They're enjoyable to be around, and there's so many people who have retired and they're miserable to be around every day. And he's talking about these two gentlemen who are nearing 80, who work every day, 
They're so enjoyable to be around. I love being around them. Yeah. They've worked it out for themselves. One what, loves what's pictures motivating with me. Them. Yeah. That's yeah, they, for sure. Yeah, it's, yes. What's motivating them and, and great role models. And the reality is if you, if you see your team as family, and obviously you're talking about your role models, you know, your clients potentially benefit from that in terms of how you view things and what your motivation for work is. You know, you didn't say my goal in law school was I couldn't wait to make a million dollars. You said that was my goal in high school. Okay. I had an example of my dad. 17 year old you. I had my dad waking up and going to work every day, you know, and no, if, if you want to work till 80, the people who go, I'm going to get what I can out of this world and that's it. I'm going to cash out aren't saying I want to work until I'm 80. So you're obviously driven by something beyond like the financial aspect of it, you know, which is good too. Um, but I, I appreciate you guys having me on. This has been fantastic. I, I appreciate the opportunity to be on the podcast. It's been fun to have a conversation to get to know you more. And yeah. Do you have any wrap up questions, Casey, or that's, that's pretty much it. Carmen, you want to wrap anything up? If you had a chance to do more of something, what would it be? Uh, I would say more time, more time with my family traveling and we're getting there. Um, but that would probably be it. I mean, there's a lot. I would like to volunteer. I would like to coach people on personal finances. I would like to, you know, but I think family right now is the big one for me. And what would you do less of if you could do less of something? Paperwork. Paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> so you need to develop you saw, software. There was absolutely no hesitation, <laughs> no hesitation in that answer. whatsoever. It's, it, I mean, humility is admitting what you're not great at. I'm good at conversation, building rapport, educating people, presenting coverage. I just get caught totally in the weeds with paperwork, and I I need to surround myself with, which I think I'm doing a decent job of. I can do a better job of. My dream would be to have seven client meetings every day where we just talk about their needs and develop their interest and build coverage around them. And I never touch a piece of paper, but and unfortunately, an to handle all the paperwork and, and somebody who's good at it. And and yeah, I don't mean like it. in a belittled way. Like you're way better at this at yeah. me than I am. People yeah. are and, built for different things. And you're going to oh, be yeah. rewarded for this. Oh, yeah. But long term, um, yeah, paperwork would be my answer. So, so, so you say you don't mean it in a belittling way, but you just said yourself you're not great at paperwork. So I love that that when you can find those relationships that are so complementary, where you say, "Hey, you're great at this, but you're such an introvert. You hate talking yep. to people. You hate developing these relationships. Let's work together a little bit." Yep. So you need, I like that. You need a Casey. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. You seem know, pretty I'm, extroverted. I'm not very but... good at paperwork. No, yeah. I don't mean that. But yeah. Casey, Casey and I compliment on each other or compliment each other because we do. I, I come up with an idea. I say, Casey, what do you think about this idea? She goes, good. I like it. Here's what we need to do. Yeah. Because I'm not the implementer. Implement, right? So I'm not in, an implementer. In our world, we call Carmen the visionary yes. and I'm the implementer. Well, I think any any business really, truly has people with different skill sets. And, Absolutely. But you have to have the humility to go, you're smarter than I am in this area. There's no you, doubt about you, it. You're, you're better at, than I am at this. I don't think I ever said those magic words of you're smarter than me, Casey, right. but I think it's implied. Right. So <laughs> From now on, I'm not doing anything until that's admitted. Yeah. So It's going to be in writing. <laughs> In my like, job description, yes. P.S. You are smarter than me in these areas. So yeah, but I, there's going to be like one thing listed. Yeah. So now you got to have people who really enjoy. It. If you and you'll find them, you'll find those people who really enjoy doing those things. Doing you things hate really doing, accurately that you hate but, doing. Yeah, but don't want to talk to people. Yeah, I mean, I'm married yeah. to a CPA. I can't stand taxes, tax forms. 
I just have an aversion to them. It's like Superman and Kryptonite. Can we just talk about how you offered to, to tutor her, though? To tutor her on what? Oh, no, you asked her for help. Yeah. You wanted no, her no, to no, tutor no, no. you. No, 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 no. Right? Yeah, no, no. Okay. That, when we That's met, we were getting our MBAs. Yeah. And um, she's a CPA. Obviously, I'm an attorney. I know jack crap about accounting. I took accounting in high school or college, and I dropped it because I couldn't stand it. Right. Right? <laughs> I took the tax class in uh, law school, and I, I got somehow got through it. I didn't, I didn't learn a thing. I don't remember a thing from it. So anyway, it's like statistics for me. I don't. Like I anything. like statistics, but anyway, the the accounting stuff could not stand. So that's how we met. She came up to me, and I said we were having lunch with all the MBA students, and I'm like, I hate taxes. I can't stand taxes. Taxes just they're just doesn't make sense to me. So she came up to me, and she kind of hitting on me. She's like, you know, I can really help you with that. <laughs> okay, tax. that's his version of the yeah, story. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. That's <laughs> she doesn't remember it that way, okay, but trust right. me, that's how it happened. Yeah. But uh, like, I, I still, to this day, my funny story is this. It's like, I can just see it one day. Uh, FBI agents come to me, Mr. Delutri. Yes. Are you an attorney? Yes. Would you ever let your client sign anything without reading it? No. Are these your tax returns? Oh, just take me away. <laughs> <laughs> of course I signed them. Like she put them in front of me. I signed them. I didn't know what the hell right, I signed them. Right. I didn't she read it. I didn't good. look at it. They said they're good. Yeah. But that's the funny running story. But it's, I, I just can't stand IRS forms and taxes. To me, it's like you might as well pull my fingernails off with pliers. I mean, I, it's it's a weird irony with me because I love being accurate. It's important to me that things are accurate. Like so, But... I hate getting in the weeds of doing it because I second guess myself and I recheck and check and check. And that's, you know, I mean, that's probably good to some degree, but I would just say it it's, hampers not, it's, your, not, it's not my skill set. Like if I were going to do only what I feel like I'm best suited for, which that is ideally what you do with business is this kind of, you know, thing. So. so what about you, Carmen? What would you do more of? What would I do more of? Mm-hmm. Same questions. I really like... I've gone through my career. I really like writing. I really like writing. I really like writing blogs. I really like doing the videos, educating the public, doing the podcast, learning about what Matt knows that I don't know. You know what I mean? About the insurance industry. Because I wrote an ebook on insurance coverage. Now, I'm not an insurance agent. It was about, you need this coverage. Right. But because of what I see, yeah. Why? Which your input is valuable, by the way. It's but real why? examples. Yeah. So I would really, really like to do more of that. What I'd like to do less of is the actual legal work because I don't need to do that anymore because we've got really strong attorneys Solid to do team. that. And I would like to take myself out of that and focus more on the building of the business because that's my, 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 really, my strong point, that and education. And helping the staff get better at what they do, and building more leaders in the firm. Yeah. So that's really what I. So it's for me, really satisfying to see people yeah. grow. In yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But when I was forty, I right. wanted to practice law, and right. I love practicing law. And I, you know, give me more cases because I want to practice more law. And I. But as a, as the firm has evolved, I see my role changing mm-hmm. because now I've got seasoned attorneys who are doing the hard work, the grunt work, the trial work that I used to love. But after 20 years of it, I don't love it anymore. Well, and you now, can never grow your business if you stay where you're at. No, I mean, let's different be Different mindset. Yeah. Totally different mindset. Completely. I mean, and it's anybody, a totally different skill set, which is more important. That too. The skill anybody set. who opens a business, though, at a young age, it's 
you're going to operate a business differently when you're in your 30s than when you're in your 50s. And if you're not operating differently, then you have been running your business wrong for the last right. 20 years. But for me, the thing of it is, is seeing the younger people flourish, mm -hmm. given the opportunity, given the skill, the, the, the tools that they need and saying, run with it, where I'm not a person, I'm not a, a control freak, a little bit I am but I'm not really as much as I used to be, right. <laughs> but giving people the opportunity to flourish mm -hmm. and then seeing where they're at and saying, okay, yeah, I like that because they'll take it in a different direction. So I, I think you and I are a lot alike in that, which I think is what makes us work so well together is that it's not so much that we're control freaks, but we're both neurotic about what the outcome should be. And so how you get to that outcome, it doesn't matter as long as you get to that outcome that we're that has been outlined and, and defined as to what it is that we're, we're trying to achieve. So for me, I know when I, I delegate things and I let, con let control of certain things go, I'm neurotic about what I want to see, but I don't care how it gets there. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that's why we work together. You say control freak, but I don't think you're a control freak no. at all. You're not micromanaging. Not you're not. You well, didn't know accountability me when I was. To, uh, accountability I'm glad to, I came on board when I did that. <laughs> accountability to outcome is necessary yes, to the success of business. That's perfect. But I do think, and you said it the same way that I've heard it phrased, is letting people have the autonomy to arrive at that outcome by their own skill set and interests and process is important to letting people grow. And long term, I mean, if you're a business owner it adds satisfaction to the process to see your team grow. Yep. You know? And Got to. And in the world that we're moving toward, and the pendulum is swinging with the great resignation, mm -hmm. I think it's exciting to see people in your business grow. The last thing you want is to be the bottleneck as the business owner where everybody has to talk to you or yeah. the only yeah. way they get value is if they talk to you. I mean, it's exhausting. So anyway. I'll, I'll never be the bottleneck. <sighs> yeah. So anyway, Matt, thank you so much thank for you coming so much, on yeah. board with us. I yeah. know we went off a little off topic, but that's the beautiful that's the beautiful thing of this uh, the speakeasy podcast. Yeah, podcast. That's there the you beautiful go. thing of it. You never yeah. know what's going to come up. That's right. Never. Yeah. Anything else, Carmen? No, I'm good. I'm All good. Right, so I, thank, I really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Speakeasy Law. I know that we took it through a few parts of this and a few different episodes. So thank you so much for tagging along with us. We hope you learned something, and we will be back uh, next time with a new guest and a whole new topic. Thanks again for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe anywhere you listen.